This is Tiger Cats post game on the Tiger Cats Audio Network. There is nothing like a victory for your Hamilton Tiger Cats and the fan reaction as they depart the stadium, the ones that are still hanging around, still saluting each other, high-fiving each other. It's a wonderful feeling, and it's a better feeling knowing that your Hamilton Tiger Cats from today's 22-15 victory over the Calgary Stampeders are playoff bound. This is the post-game show Bob O'Neill, Andy Fantuz, and to say that we have had an exciting day and an exciting football game and all the frills around it would be an understatement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And, and you said it, we're in the playoffs. That's, that is uh, big news, very exciting. And uh, all you gotta do is make it to the dance and you always have a chance. And what a, what a performance here by the defense and special teams tonight. Uh, offense had their moments. You know, this team is really starting to hit their stride in certain areas. And going into the playoffs on with three games left, this is exactly the kind of game you need to have. Not allowing the other team into the end zone. Uh, you, you know, you mentioned the fans walking out of the building. There's nothing better than winning in football. And it, it starts with, obviously, the team. You, you have so many moving parts, all putting in so much time throughout a whole week on one uh, common objective and and the the community and the fans they know every game means so much like football you just love it it's such a high to come to to get a victory no matter what part of the season it is no matter who you're playing uh but one that clinches the playoffs with some special announcements uh with the great cup halftime show and on truth and reconciliation day it's very exciting day um do you know who's playing the halftime at the great cup Green Day. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I was after we had the halftime. I was thinking about it. I think when I first started listening to music, it was Green Day. They were the yep. they were the ones. And then and then in the in the you know the nineties, the two thousands, the two thousand. Like they must have played for four gen, four decades. They and, dominated. Like we had a twenty time uh, Grammy nominated band. Like you don't get Grammy nominations if twenty times and won five, and then they and they've been nominated for Tony Awards as well too. So you're talking about an international giant that will be in here along with Carrie Underwood. Who knows what's going to be the announcement for Saturday? I can't. I keep. I mean, the the expectations right now from what this group <laughs> for Grey Cup 110 have put together has just been outstanding. But to today's game and what we will do here on Tiger Cats post game, we will go down to the locker room. We will talk to our player of the game who is just outstanding today. A real game changer. Coach O, I, I'm sure he's going to have a big smile on his face and what his team put together and what they accomplished in front of their home fans. Uh, we will review the Car Star Keys to Victory. We'll go roundtable style. Luke Tasker and Courtney Steven will join us. And of course, we will do, at right this very moment, our catch of the game. It's presented by Fisherman's Friend. Fisherman's Friend, it works. That's the honest truth. Second down in this contest. 10.56 remaining in the half. First down and 10 for the Tiger Cats on their, their own 40-yard line. Matt Schultz in the game again. He's throwing deep for Tim White. It's caught. Matt Schultz, wow. welcome back. Now it's a foot race to the end zone. Tim White, the 10, the 5. <laughs> Touchdown, Tiger Cats. 
Whoa, what a play. Matt Schultz comes in and throws a bomb to Tim White. 70-yard touchdown, and the Tiger Cats are tied at six with a convert coming up to take the lead for the first time in this game. Unbelievable. Matt Schultz in a drive earlier and gets a 15-yard run for a first down, and now he's back for his first throw in months being out of the off the field and it's a big one tim white great play on the ball at the top of that coming back and meeting the ball at the highest point and taking it another 30 yards into the end zone what a play you know i think it's fair to say that the first quarter in terms of offense and it's been no stranger to what we've seen from the tiger cats all season long kind of a grind them out sort of slow starting offense uh, and in the second quarter, Coach Orlando Steinauer made a move. I mean, and we've seen him every once in a while make this move, whether it's for a change-up or, I mean, and you've been on the football field and, and probably experienced this, but Matt Schultz came in there, and the, the whole dynamic of the offense changed. Yeah, it was the first time they tried to throw the ball deep, and maybe maybe they caught Calgary by surprise because they were sort of dinking and dunking in the first quarter. Uh, but he, he, you know, he gave his receiver an opportunity on a 50-50 ball. It was, a, it was a little bit underthrown, but because uh, you're throwing it to your, your best player, your best receiver downfield, he's able to kind of stop his feet. He knows where the ball is. The defender does, and he was just trying to play catch-up on Tim White, who is fast as lightning out there, and um, was able to jump up, high point the ball, and then make make a nice move on the, on the safety, cut inside, and take care of the rest on his own. And after that play, you saw uh, the receivers going downfield on the deep balls a number of times in that first quarter. Uh, for, sorry, in the second quarter in the first half. And you're right, the dynamic totally changed. He was, uh, Matthew Schultz was um, not, not shy to, <laughs> to throw that past the second level. And it really opened up the game for the Ticat offense. Which is, I think, a perfect time right now to review our car star keys to victory right now. Because I think what we saw there with that quarterback change ties in with your, your first point. Yeah, so my first point was take shots downfield early. And uh, I was I was disappointed in the first quarter. And I, I can't really give it a passing grade because it is early the second quarter. But... When you consider when Schultz, Schultz came in, it was the first play, his first throw of the game. So it kind of is kind of one of those weird ones uh, that that I'll give it the passing grade because Schultz ended up finishing the game with the victory, and it was his first throw, and he had a number of those third-level throws in the second uh, in the second quarter. As we bring in Luke Tasker as well, too, as we're, we're talking about the ability to stretch the field, and that was one of Andy's car star keys to victory, his very first point, actually. And that's certainly what we saw. And what I liked about the second touchdown pass, and I think you guys can break this down from a, a, a more of a receiver standpoint, is the fact that that ball was put in a place where, one, it just sort of dropped in nicely there, Luke. Yes, absolutely. I was really impressed with that, and I like the... They're able to stretch the field, not on every drive, not consistently. Andy, like you said, I like how it's kind of a win, kind of not a win there. But the times that they did, you saw Tim White, Terry Godwin, Keandre Smith all get a catch uh, over 20 yards, uh, over 25 yards in this game. And I love Matt Schilt's throw to Terry Godwin in the end zone. That just is in a smart place. You're, there's no risk of an interception. You're not going to risk losing where they were that already had that field position. And Terry Godwin, that is very impressive that he took his eyes off the ball to turn his head and catch it over the other shoulder. And it's uh, it's experience, it's timing, and 
just a very impressive play, both uh, from Schiltz and Godwin. It, it was an interesting formation. I don't know if you caught it at the start there, because Terry Godwin, it was it was a one by four, and so he was the only receiver into the boundary, and he he kind of cut his split to almost a tight end position, and they had um, the the fourth receiver to the field coming for an extra blocker because when Terry Godwin came off the line, he got bumped by a linebacker and sort of got uh, disoriented. And I think that's why he was looking inside because the way the play was designed, you had a couple receivers running from the field side across the field deep. And it doesn't really make sense that he'd be running just a go on that. I think it was designed to be a corner. That's how Matthew Schultz threw it. And, uh, and it gave Terry enough time. He got, because he, he got hit, he was sort of disoriented. He was looking inside. And then he was like, oh, and then he turned around, like Luke said, found the ball because it was perfectly dropped in. You don't, you don't often see corner routes from the X receiver. So I guess yeah. I guess where I'm going with this long story. Uh, so a cool play design and, and a beautiful ball. Um, yeah, that was great to see. Card star key to victory, number two. Uh, number two was stop the run. And, and this was really important in the first half when they didn't have anything going offensively to keep uh, Kadeem Carey to... 21 yards and and Mills had 16 yards in the first half. Um, the, the, the Stamps ended up with 92 rushing yards, but you gotta, I think you have to put that in perspective. When the Ticats, with the Ticats only having 14 first downs in the whole game, that means the Calgary offense was out there a lot and had a lot of opportunities to, to get offense, both on, in the air and on the ground. And that's what makes this defensive performance that much more impressive to me. They gave up 314 net offense of yards to Calgary, but because Calgary had so many opportunities on the field, that's a very impressive number, and to keep them out of the end zone even more important. But we're talking about rush yards right now. I'm going to give that a passing grade for sure because uh, they kept the Stamps under 100 rushing yards total and uh, with a lot of opportunity. And certainly Calgary, as we bring in Courtney Steven as well, too. I look at what Paredes, I mean, this guy's an unbelievable field goal kicker. Let's just say this. This guy is unbelievable. But his field goals were 44, 44, 46, 30, and 47. So that's talking about a defense, and especially a front four that is containing the run. And, and Courtney, they're not getting into the red zone. It was very impressive. I thought the Ticats defense did exactly what they had to do today. I mean, in games earlier this year, you would have seen at least one explosive play that kind of opened things up and made it too interesting. But I thought they did a great job keeping the pressure on. They played in the backfield all night long. And if it wasn't a sack, the presence was felt and the timing was changed. And, and I think that impacted the way that we kept this score under uh, 21. And that's, that's what you got to do on defense. And I think it look, when you look at the quarterback, Jake Mayer, who, again, who uh, leads the league in completions and attempts, here's the situation, 44 attempts. But yardage, guys, 239. I'll take that all day long. All day. All day. All day. You, and, and, again, it comes back to how many chances they had. And you, you're, there was really no uh, sign of of leakage in that defense. They felt in control. They were getting, you know, Calgary was putting together some first downs here and there, but overall they felt in total control of that game. Let's get down to the locker room and connect with uh, our performer of the game presented by Hercules Tire, right on our strength. 
And we talk to Tyreek McAllister. And this exclusive post-game interview is presented by Access Storage. Score a touchdown with affordable storage. Access Storage has flexible storage solutions at a store near you. Try four weeks free. Details at accessstorage.ca. Here we are down in the locker room. Tyreek McAllister, I'll tell you, congratulations on the victory. Congratulations, your Tiger Cats teammate. You're going to the playoffs, and your contributions were outstanding today. It seemed like every time you touched the ball, there was a, some type of explosion happening, and, and it was very exciting to watch. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, anytime I get the ball, matter no matter if it's on offense or special teams, I try to make a big play for my team because I know at some point we're going to need it. So that's all I try to do. Yeah, well, they came at, at clutch moments, especially in the second half with a few long ones in a row. Tyreek, i got to ask you, is it more frustrating to get tackled as soon as you catch the ball or to get tackled by sort of the last line of defense after you break uh, a 30 or 50-yarder? It's, it's definitely getting tackled by the last line of defense because <laughs> most, most of the time is I don't even see them. So it's like uh, I see the end zone and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm about to score this. This is going to be the one. And then somehow I just end up on the ground. So. I definitely say it's getting talking about the last line of defense. Tyree, great job, especially in the fourth quarter. He had two uh, two drives out of three that you gave your offense the ball across the center line. We know that's something Jeff Reinbolt loves to get from his special teams unit. The last big return you had there, you caught it way on the far side of the field, the 10-yard line, and brought it all the way back around. Talk us through that return. Is that designed for you to bring that back to the field? Um. Nah, well, th that punt return, we uh we had it as just like a middle return. But what they did, they decided to kick away from what they usually do. So they usually kick to the boundary, but they kicked to the field that time. So when I caught the ball, I just tried to make a play, and that's where it was, to the, all the way back side to the field. So that's where that was. Hey, Tyreek, this game was one that was important in making a push to the playoffs and getting some momentum going into the late part of the season. How, how much does it matter more? for you every time when you get the ball in these kinds of situations when there's a little bit more on the line? Uh, it matters a lot because I know uh, where our team at and I know where we want to be. So it's, it's important for me to make those plays. I know my coaches and my teammates uh, got their trust in me to, to, to make that play every single time I'm out there. So it, it's important for me to make that play. You know, Tyreek, you played a little offense today, one reception, but 22 yards at that. Uh, you feel like the playing offense is well suited to your skills? Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, I think with, with the ball in my hands anyway, I, I'm a dynamic player. So anywhere I can get the ball, whether it's on offense or, or special teams, uh, I'm a big play waiting to happen. So, yeah. Well, congratulations. Again, enjoy your week of practice coming up. Big road trip going to, to Saskatchewan. You ever been to Regina before? I haven't. This is going to be my first time, so I, I'm, I'm going to be excited to go. Very hostile crowd, and it's going to be a fun environment, and uh, good to see you guys all ready and prepared for a big game. You're in the playoffs, folks, and now it's that drive for second place. Enjoy your time with the boys tonight, and uh, we look forward to chatting with you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you all so much. Tyreek McAllister, our performer of the game, presented by Hercules Tire. Ride on our strength. and. Boy, I'll start with you, Courtney. You played special teams for so long, and we talk about guys like that. And, and all I can say, and, and I think we use this this phrase kind of liberally, but he really fits it. Game changer. Man, he told us better than we could say ourselves. He's a big play waiting to happen. And I love that. You have to have a certain amount of swagger and confidence when you're carrying the ball on special teams because that's athletes in space. And those are where the biggest plays happen. He did not disappoint today.
Well, let's look, let's look at his stat line here. Eight punt returns, 121 yards. So that's a 15.1 average with a 54 long. He also had a kickoff return for 19 and a missed field goal return for 22. But there was some hidden yardage there too. He There there were some penalties on kick returns that he had a, a, a nice returns on. So it just seemed like, and, and let me back up, it's, especially after the first two returns were about two yard returns, to have those kind of stats, it means every one after that, so our recent memory, whatever, every time we remember him touching the ball, it was just making people miss, getting a, getting a spark for the team. Uh, so that, that is incredible right there. Can, can, let me ask you, Luke, and I'll throw it to you here, Luke. When you're on offense, and, and Andy, you can certainly chip in here too, when you get that good return from their specials, what's the feeling offensively when you hit the field? So, so freeing, man. When you only got 60 or 50, 45 yards to go to score points, that's a really different feeling. And the inverse is true, too. And RJ is always is, you know, uh, he's, he peeks over at me in the booth when there's a penalty on the return team. Because the inverse of that, when you're taking the field and getting in your offensive huddle and then marching back 10 yards or marching back 15 yards because of a holding or something like that in your return, totally deflating i mean it really takes the wind out of the offense who's trying to get you know getting ready for their drive marching back you know towards their own goal post uh in that penalty and when tyreek and i remember so many times when speedy b you know broke open a huge return and you take the field feeling like man all our work's already done for us half of it at least you know and then we have we have you know just a couple first downs before one of us is going to score a touchdown so it's unbelievably uh, uh lifting emotionally at that point in the game thing I really admire too about Tyreek McAllister a lot of action in the fourth quarter two of those big returns and it's like there's just something special at the moment when the game has to break one way or another one team is going to end up winning this thing and as that clock ticks down it's big big playmakers you know end up showing up at the end of games like that and twice he did it in the fourth quarter uh, that's that playmaker sort of X factor and that kind of also ends up coming alive oftentimes when playoffs become a reality too so Excited to see uh, Tyreek McAllister as the season uh, comes to some comes near its end. Andy, let's just finish up the Car Star Keys to Victory number three. Number three was win the turnover battle, and they actually lost that tonight. Uh, the the Cats had that they they went for a fake punt in the first half. It was a it was a clever play design, and it looked like it was open. Uh, but the defensive line or front um, made a nice play by by reading the throw and batting it down. So that was a turnover, and then and then Matthew Schultz threw an interception. Um, the Ticats only caused that one fumble uh, that uh, Will Sunderland recovered, and uh, so they lost two to one. So now we're down to two negative two overall in the season turnover ratio. But but can I say that forced fumble could have been an explosive play in the other direction? Yeah, hidden yardage. I thought that was stepping to the contact with intent to get that ball out or to make something happen. So that was a great play. I believe it was Kenneth George Jr. who stuck his nose in there and then Johnny on the spot, Will Sutherland picking it up. So, And the Cats also had a, a few of the deep balls that Jake Mayer threw that <laughs> that they sort of broke up themselves with Cats and Tonus leaping over top of a Tiger Cat DB who was had, they both had about 50% chance of catching it, where the receiver had 0% chance. 50-50 <laughs> right. ball in a different kind of way. Yeah, and, and, and it just it fell incomplete. Of, must have been three times. Yeah, know. and you had Chris Edwards force the fumble early in the game that 
uh, Calgary recovered, you know, their own fumble early on. And so, yeah, just solid, solid tackling and just a total lack of Calgary's ability to, to not only produce in the score zone, but to get into the score zone. Just really dominant by the defense. We have exclusive access to the coaching room. Time to check in with Coach Orlando Steinauer, presented by Access Storage. Score a touchdown with affordable storage. Access Storage has flexible storage solutions at a store near you. Try four weeks free. Details at accessstorage.ca. Well, Coach O, I mean, I think when you begin the season, I think the job one is to get yourself into the playoffs. Congratulations, you've made it. Thank you. Yeah, let's make a run at this thing. Um, yeah, it's been a been a long journey, uh, but hey, we're built for this, and you know I like where we're at, but we definitely can't rest rest right now. We're gonna have to build on this. We didn't play a perfect game, but the perfect game hasn't been played. But very proud of all three phases; they all stepped up uh, at a timely way. Coach, we were just talking about the special teams uh, fake, and it, it was a clever design. It looked like it was there. The, uh, the, fr the front made a nice play to bat it down. Uh, I got to ask, how, how many weeks now has uh, Jeff Reinbold been trying to uh, to put a fake into the game? <laughs> uh, every week. <laughs> every week. But, you know, every week a team doesn't give you certain looks. And, um, you know, we got the look we wanted. And, you know, sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. And, you know, the guy they made a great play, but... When you look at the tape, it was definitely there. We kind of had the choice of the wheel or the slant, and then to just uh, shoot credit them. But if you don't, if you don't try, you don't know. Coach, uh, early in this half of the season here, we saw Ticats defense that actually was near the bottom, if not the actual number ninth in the team on many defensive stati uh, categories statistically. And all of a sudden, you've got three games left, and your defense is, uh, I think, nothing short of dominating uh, a football game here tonight what has what has what do you attribute that progression and the growth of this defensive unit from the start of the season to what we're seeing now yeah i think it just maturity comes at different points in the season you know i think we're extremely young in spots and where we're not young we're new meaning we have experience, cfl experience but new to our defense and you know everybody's role you know, sometimes is, is fluid and it's all ever changing. And so I think sometimes just the maturity hits at different points. People have a better understanding of what's going on. And I think that's what you attribute it to. Obviously, you know, we're making a lot more plays. We're taking the ball away. Let's, you can get to the tangible things real easy. We're taking the ball away. We're not turning it over as much. And when you do those sorts of things, um, you know, it, it kind of just breeds confidence and success. Coach, in 2022, it seemed like the waiting room was a common theme. Uh, not as much this year, but you had a couple guys called up, and it seemed like they answered the bell. Will Sutherland had a, a solid game. And then somebody who didn't even get a chance to be in the waiting room, uh, Davis, Jamal Davis came over, he signed on Wednesday, made a big play today. Talk about being ready for your moment. Boy, you just you said it nicely, and that's, that's why we call it the waiting room, is that you know everybody's going to be seen at some point. And, you know, just especially on a day three change, it's uh, it, it can be tough. And that's why we, t you know, you say you got to stay ready. Right. And I'm just uh, so proud that, you know, Will's been with us since last year. He knows the defense well. And, and I think the thing that's, you know, not mentioned much is George moves in. who's really settled in at, at boundary corner. 
he's you know it's not that easy just to move into halfback and I thought he just did a tremendous job for us and you know it's, it's hard to single out people but I just great play across the board and I thought the defense did a tremendous job the front collapsed the pocket and special teams had some big returns and then offense you know it's hard to get behind that defense they play deep and we were able to get behind them a couple times coach the offense was uh, struggling in the first quarter Matthew Schultz comes in uh, gives an immediate spark to the team I, I, I gotta ask um, who's gonna be the QB one coming into this practice week yeah we'll we, we, we're gonna enjoy this one and look at all our options at that point you know and you know just super proud of Matt and you know what a story for him where you know his career possibly was in jeopardy and um, he, uh, you know, and then and then the season for sure, and then now all of a sudden he, he's out there, you know, running quarterback counter, and so we'll uh, we think it's a good challenge to have after having, you know, injuries to all three of them <laughs> early on. So we'll we'll take uh, we'll take our situation right now and we'll deal with that when it when it presents itself. Well, big hostile trip to, to, to the big hostile Regina Mosaic Stadium. That's uh, going to be a tough one, getting your boys on the road. But I know you guys will be prepared and have a great week of practice, Coach. But one last quick question for you. Um, sure. Did, did, you, did you hear about the uh, Grey Cup performer? Did you, did you hear about that? I, I, I honestly, I, I'm embarrassed to say no. I haven't heard anything. Well, it's someone that sold more than 90 million records. It's by the name of Green Day. Just Let's go to work. Let's go to work. <laughs> Let's make sure we're there. That's right. That's right. Let's Thank make you. sure we're there to enjoy it from inside. Then we can hear a couple deeps. <laughs> there you go. Right on, Coach. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Appreciate hey, it. Appreciate it. Told y'all to stick with us now. All right. <laughs> yes, Have a great one. Looks look forward and I hey and I give you a I'll give you credit there, Andy. I wasn't gonna ask that question, but maybe you did, and it's and it's certainly one that we have to look forward to. I think the Hall of Famer here next to me, the recent. Most recent inductee, and is, uh, Luke was going to ask the same thing. Got to ask high school Hall of Famer. I thank you very much. <laughs> Twenty-two fifteen is the final score. Thank you so much for listening. For Andy Fantuz, R.J. Broadhead, Luke Tasker, Courtney Stephen, our producer Peter McEwen. There's so many hands that put together this broadcast. It's been a wonderful day here at Tim Hortons for so many reasons. And folks, Carrie Underwood, Green Day, they're all coming to Hamilton. So you want to get your great cup tickets right now folks we'll be back a week from tonight tiger cats pregame presented by greenworks as those tie cats are in saskatchewan another desperate team broadcast starts at 6 p.m and we're streaming live at listen.tiecats.ca and across the tie cats audio network good evening <laughs>